All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie. That's X-T-R-E-M-E media.ie. Audiovisual from an Irish perspective. This is the All Things Techie Podcast. Welcome along to episode 41. We're churning out these episodes back to back, guys. It's the All Things Techie Podcast. I'm Justin Dawson. And I told you I had some great podcasts lined up for you. And earlier in the week, I caught up with Paul Dunn, the EMEA Channel Director of Poly, to discuss obstacle, opportunity, and optimism in 2021 with Polly. Now, <laughs> we did mention that 2021 hasn't really started off the way we wanted it to start off, but uh, we are going to be optimistic on this program. And uh, I thought Paul was based in England. No, little did I know he was pretty much on the other side of the city in Dublin and we were doing a Zoom call. And uh, let's have a listen of what he said were some things that were going to come out for Polly in 2021. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Paul Dunn, EMA, EMEA, I should say, Channel Director um, of Polly. Welcome along to the programme, Paul. Thank you for joining us. Um, it was great when I got an email to ask what would, would I like to interview you for, for a podcast. I said, absolutely. And it was just before Christmas. And then uh, Everything changes after Christmas. Like what what was in Ireland supposed to be? Have a great Christmas, and you know we we had been in stage five lockdown, then dropped down to stage three lockdown of the COVID restrictions. Now we're in the highest type of lockdown again, and um, working from home, having our kids from home. I, I'm sure it's the same uh, over in England at the moment. You know where all all school kids are at home, but uh, with that in mind, you know we have to think of what technology is out there to help ease and make life easier working from home. And I've missed ISE, I've missed Infocoms, you know, where you get to hold and physically touch a product. And I don't see anything like that happening for the foreseeable. So hopefully, Paul, you have some toys around you. I know you're in your sort of makeshift office from home at the moment. I, I I like your backdrop at the moment. It's just like sliding doors and everything, which which adds to the authenticity of the, this <laughs> of working from home environment. Paul, lead, lead us from there. First of all, like, tell us a bit about yourself, Paul, because I always say that that's a good place to start. How did you end up being EMEA channel director for Polly? Well, it's uh, like a lot of people's career paths, Justin, and thanks for inviting me to be on this. It was quite a morandering, I can't even pronounce that word right now, path that led me to do this from studying applied physics in DIT in Kevin Street and believing that my entire career was going to be based around medical physics to finding myself selling up market hi-fi in Dixon's in Marble Arch in London through to laboratory equipment, warehouse management systems. But I've been working, I've worked for Plantronics for 15 years before they applied, before they acquired Polycom and became Poly. And I've been in my current role for about two and a half years now in Poly, running the channel across EMEA. Now, where are you based? Where's home for you at the moment? 
BlackRock in Dublin. Oh, sorry, I thought you were over in England. My apologies, I thought you were over in England. So BlackRock in Dublin, yeah. So you you understand the Irish uh, lockdown only too well at the moment, Paul. Yeah, yes, very, very much so. My wife is uh, a scientist in Beaumont Hospital, so right. she's in the middle of all of that. And she works in haematology and blood transfusion. And I've got a 16-year-old son who's in the middle of junior search year remote well no he's transition year uh yeah. this year so we've we, we've escaped lightly on that one at the moment we're not in the middle of not in the middle of exams thankfully thank god well now i'm, I'm going to go down this rabbit hole now that you brought up your son is he is he being taught at home um with with uh online schooling at the moment with with his school yes he is. Uh, it's it's pretty well organised. I've been quite impressed with what's going on. He gets his timetable delivered to him the weekend before he starts. He has the classes. He has the breaks. Uh, he organises his own breaks. He's, I guess, I'm lucky that he's at that age where he's quite self-sufficient. I'm aware it's a lot tougher on folks who are out there with kids who need a lot more. Oh look, I'm, I'm at, at the moment. I, I think I, I told Ben, uh, who organised this uh, conversation and podcast episode, that I'm at home with two kids under the age of uh, four at the moment. So it's all fun and games, <sighs> trying to balance out, um, feeding them, getting tying them out since hardly any playgrounds is open anymore, and then coming home and doing work at night. And this is what's happening in Ireland. I, I know we could talk about this is what's happening globally, but this is what's happening at the moment in, in Ireland. And with that in mind, you, you mentioned that your son is able to do things like that. Are they, are they doing live streams or are they using Google Classroom or what type of setup are they? Well, in his particular case, um, they're using the uh, Microsoft Teams platform but i'm aware that there are schools using other platforms they're using other collaboration tools mm -hmm. and um and I, like most of us working from home that we although we might work for, uh, for an organization that chooses one particular platform there's no guarantee that who you're going to be working with on a daily and a daily or an hourly basis is going to be using the same platform so i think you're right we've all become experts in collaboration very quickly um, I think we've to survive this in many ways we've become a lot more resilient as individuals mm -hmm. um, in my own case I have not physically met any of my work colleagues since March of last year and ditto on that, like I've only been on campus, uh, where, like I work in a university, UCD here in Dublin, and I've, I've been on campus three times. And at that, I've, I've met a handful of people just to try and get emergency videos recorded for everything else is online. And um, unless I need to do some maintenance in, in UCD, I'm not there. So um, <laughs> with that, with that in mind, you, you know, I say it's, Let's 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 delve back to March 2020, and you probably were taking away planning. ISC had just finished. Um, I don't know. Did Polly have much involvement with ISC in 2020, or did did they did they attend in Amsterdam? I know I those. Was, I was there. Yeah, was there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I spent the full week um, 
there. And I think it was a week or two after ISC when I didn't, I, I did um, my last flight. Uh, that one was a short hop into Heathrow. I was in London for a few days. And I do remember my last Aer Lingus flight back at around midday on a Friday. And it was one of the emptiest Friday flights I've ever taken. And um, I, as I say, working for this organization for now coming up to 18 years, I've, I joke at home, but I'm serious. I haven't slept in my own bed for this number of consecutive nights in about 20 years. Wow, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you kind of think, I mean, obviously there's a lot of um, downside and upside with working in this way. I mean, one of the things that I've found is local relationships that where I would have spent FaceTime with people have certainly deteriorated in because you don't see these people but equally you start building out new relationships with uh, colleagues right around the world because suddenly that ability to collaborate and to work together is utterly yeah. flattened yeah. we're all working together in the same way and we're all working remotely so for, from my sense what I've what I've lost in terms of that closeness to a local team and in my case my local team was across EMEA because suddenly I'm, I'm working closely with a with a very large international diverse group of people because one one thing that's definitely relevant and within a week of everyone going into lockdown faculty i was getting emails constantly saying where would i get a headset where you know what equipment do i need where will i get a webcam and they were, you know, if we'd seen this coming, I'm sure like the manufacturing chains of Poly would have tripled or quadrupled um, the manufacturing. How much, how much of a difficulty was it with Poly to get the hands on and source equipment to get it shipped out to people when, when the demand got so big? Well, honestly, Justin, our um, supply chain and manufacturing folks did a sterling job to respond to the demand that we saw in the marketplace. Um, we, we did find it um, rather amazing that when COVID hit, it was like an accelerant being poured on a message that we have been um, putting out there for some time. As an organization, we had worked remotely or nomadically for many, many years and we had relied on all of those tools in order to conduct a, a global business and I, I and once lockdown hit people i think realized pretty quickly that shouting into a microphone uh, on a open laptop was neither a good idea nor particularly sociable and then and people now have recognized that this stuff really matters audio matters that lighting around um, video calls really matters. I mean, you talked about my informal home office. Um, those things behind me are some posters that I bought for 10 euros to take the sheen off my 1990 slide robe so that I could just simply improve that video experience while I'm working for my 
box room as intently as intensely as I have been. Oh sure, look, like everyone thinks that I'm sitting over a big um, a big skyscraper here in, in Dublin City overlooking the Liffey, but you know, I hate to break it to people, that's a green screen behind me. So yeah, you know, I, I went out and bought a couple of extra things as well and to just make my life easier. Um but with that in mind, like was there any usually you say that there was the supply chain just kept on going but you must have seen a ramp up for just the easiest type of plug-in usb headsets that is going to get people working to the more advanced headsets or was it just across the chain just give me a headset any type will do um we uh, I, I think certainly early on um people simply wanted to get up and running and you saw this that supply chains had to spool up and respond to all of that but i think it's now that people are in lock i think we're locked down 3.0 at this point Absolutely. In, 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 ter in terms of headsets the um the ability now to be able to go wireless wander around your house and stay on a call if needs be and go and make yourself a cup of coffee this sorts of stuff matters and simply not to be hunched over a desk all the time to be able to stand up the way I am doing at the moment to be able to move around that stuff matters and I think people we're, we're seeing people investing in their home working environment and in some cases they're um, buying equipment and they're expensing it in some cases we have organizations um, themselves prescribing what people are going to use in their offices and they're supplying them that equipment. But we, we saw two big waves as a result of what was happening with COVID. I mean, you're completely correct in terms of webcams and headsets for personal, for personal space, that became very important. But the other big thing that we saw was where organizations might have had one or two rooms in their organization equipped to an extremely high level for video. They suddenly went, okay, what we now need is video everywhere. And they took a quite a different approach to deploying um, video across their organizations. And what we saw was a big demand for our, what we would call our collaboration bar products, mm. which are cameras and speakers all in in one. one one device yeah. that can be that can be installed quickly because and easily. I know from working in private sector before, Paul, that you know you would have meeting rooms that were simply just there to give presentations, a simple meeting room environment, and maybe you might have a, a poly a conference phone on the table with no camera. All of a sudden, every room needs to be video enabled, and I say that demand just shot through the roof as as well. Um, do you still, with all the lockdowns and with less people in the private sector working in offices, do you, st do you still see, see a lot of kit outs being going on or people getting ready to say, okay, well, we want to have this kit in to our offices when the time comes that we're able to return to offices? Or do you see it's, it's more majority at the moment getting people up and running, working from home? I think we're seeing we're seeing both, Justin, because certainly we, we need people need to stay productive at home and they need to have the right amount of equipment to do it. And we see organizations are certainly rethinking their office space. They're thinking, how are we going to 
use this in future. I think there's certainly, once we get through this, there, there will be demand for people who want to get together again. Um, and I think that those office spaces will become places where people, they will become touchdown spaces. There'll be places where there, so sometimes people will still want to go and have a face-to-face -face meetings. They'll want to bring clients into a particular space mm -hmm. and then they'll want to remotely bring in um, other people in both organizations. Now, so I, people keep on always asking, Paul, and it, like throughout all the different conferences that I went through, because everything was virtual, I, I went to a lot more conferences in 2020 that I would have usually gone to simply like if it was a normal year, maybe I'll get to ISE and maybe the LTSMG conference uh, in, in England. But because everyone's thinking it was virtual, if the time zone suited and I had my wife was on maternity leave for a bit of, of 2020, so I was able to attend a lot of virtual conferences. And the thing that kept on coming up with COVID is, well, we have to try and limit our touch. We have to limit our touch. If we go back to an office space, you know, we can't be touching screens and we can't be... so. Has Polly embraced this idea of voice activation with any of their hardware going forward? Well, I think that I'm going to, the answer is yes, but I'm going to respond to your question in a couple of ways. One of the things that we've been very determined to do and we've executed on during this time is if you look at the devices which people are buying typically for their home office, most of that equipment can very easily be put into a laptop bag and it can be brought other places. Precisely, yeah. So, yeah. So equipment like that, it, it, it needs to be um, lightweight, it needs to be mobile, and it needs to be robust. And, you know, our, a lot of our heritage is in the contact center space, where quite honestly, equipment needs to be tough to be able to, to um, endure several years of hard service in the industry. So we're well acquainted to, to making devices that will, that will work in, in that way. But it, equally, the, the, then voice control has been around. It can be, you can activate voice controlled applications through our products. And we've been able to do that for many years, whether that's using, whether it's uh, doing uh, voice-based uh, voice dialing, for example, from a, from a vehicle, or whether it's using text-to-speech devices on um, some of the PC platforms, all of it is ready, readily accessible through this stuff. Mm. Now, do you see, find yourself doing more team than Zoom, or Zoom than team, or is, do you just say that Poly is partnered with everything and it will work on all platforms? Well, one of the one of the things that has really helped, um, and we see this trend particularly in Western Europe, is that in a lot of cases, all of that heavy duty video infrastructure has moved off-prem and now it's sitting in the cloud. And that has just oh, been- God, you know, says, says I. <laughs> yeah, and, and, but what, what that means now, is if you look at what we've put a lot of our efforts into over the past few years, is making sure that the endpoint devices that we're manufacturing are going to work with any of those platforms. Do it seamlessly and be able to switch between the platforms mm. seamlessly. So to your question, I mean, we, I, I use both 
both of those platforms and more depending on who I'm speaking to. So from my perspective, the client will drive the choice of platform and I just be I just better be ready to respond to my clients. Yeah. Now with COVID lockdowns, maybe you would have to get me to sign an NDA asking this question, but has there been developments with new technology? Has there been new headsets being made? I know CES is going on as we speak uh, this week. Has Polly been playing around with new toys to to make life easier, even for working at home or in the business environment? Because we're not really seeing things apart from a couple of videos that we might see on websites or whatever. So first off, we'll go with what's on your head. What is this headset? Is Tell me about your wireless headset at the moment. Is it Bluetooth or wireless? Uh, in this case, it's, this is a DET and a Bluetooth product. It has both radios in it. I'm currently talking to you. I'm currently connected to my PC mm-hmm. using a DECT radio. And in that base, there's a Bluetooth radio as well. So that if my mobile phone rings, I can talk to you on this device as well. So the reason I love this is I get the convenience of having one device. Both. Yes, yeah. I love that myself. That is very nifty. And what I love, what I love about having the decked radio on this is we're, we spend a long time on calls like this. And in my opinion, it's perfectly acceptable if you're in the middle of a call to say to someone, I'm going to keep talking to you, but I'm just going to grab a glass of water or I'm going to grab a coffee. Um, and we, we all have to manage home life and um, work life and kids, as you mentioned earlier. If the uh, DHL guy, guy arrives at the front door, I need to be able to go and pick up the parcel. So I just, I, I, I love that freedom. What type of range would you get with that? You're, t- you're saying that it's connected to your, your phone, so you can leave your phone on your desk. Or if, if you walk away from your laptop, and like you said, make a cup of coffee, would you be able to, if you went downstairs to your kitchen, would the range still pick up perfectly? I, that, that's, that, that, was, that was the big deal, that would I be able to make it to the coffee machine? And I'm glad to say that I, that I can. Um, so I can, I actually, in, in this particular case, I can make it to the clothesline if I really need to. If it, if, if it looks like it's going to start tipping down and the sheets are on the line. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, which is, which is, does happen in Ireland, you know. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about it because we got four seasons in, in one day. But so if you were talking away to me at the moment in this interview and your phone rang, how easy you can just switch over and answer the phone or would you have to come out of a call? I know I have a little button here and I can press that and I can toggle between the two phones. But what I really like about this device is it has the uh, button here on the boom. And if I press that, I can mute myself. Which means, and back to this, can I make myself a cup of coffee? If I'm not contributing to the call, I can press a button, go on mute, walk down to the coffee machine, securing the knowledge if someone asks me a specific question, I can press the button, I can unmute, and I can start contributing to the call again. And it gives me a little beep to tell me that I've come off or on mute. Which is very important because I think the catchphrase of 2020 was, you're on mute. You know, and like, 
<laughs> like even my studio environment here, I'm using like stream decks and everything. And sometimes I press the button and think I'm unmuting myself, but it's still. And actually, in fact, I have seen that Poly, and I, I, I thought it was a new product, and actually it is a couple of years old. They, they you actually do have a mute light that plugs into USB. I never knew that, that that existed. I thought that was the coolest invention going because the the amount of times that I accidentally think I and everyone says this that think that they're unmuted and on mute or vice versa. Um, so I think that's I I'm guessing those products are selling selling rapidly as well. Uh, for people that want to see are they on mute or if you're in a shared environment working from home yourself and your wife could be working at a kitchen table opposite each other, at least people can take it in turns. And I'd, I'd say that that product is probably selling off the shelves at the moment. Yes, well, it's it's a lot more effective than trying to catch somebody in the eye and yeah, I'm on, make some... <laughs> I'm on a call, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but apart from, apart from the headsets you have, they are becoming more mixed between you, you mentioned there about you could use your phone, but there's products now coming out that are, you could use it as if you want to go off on your sports run or whatever. They might be over your headphones, but that you can go off, you could go on your walk at lunchtime. You might be able to listen to some podcasts like this podcast plug right there. But then with the extendable arms that you, the arm can be just hidden away in the headset. I've, I've seen some of those products out. Yeah, we. I am. Um, I mean, the product that I'm using at the moment, I really like um, because of that decked radio, and it gives me gives me range. Um, I often find if people are in shared spaces or they're on the move, there are three things that you're going to want to manage uh, on the move with a headset. One is telephony, which is the obvious one. The other one is media. So again, people will often use use the same device. You're completely correct to listen to a podcast, or they may simply decide to listen to some form of streaming music or even nature sounds as a noise blocker, because in this particular case, they're managing noise. Hmm. And then so they can use that with the media or a lot of the devices that we sell would have active noise cancelling as well to allow people be productive, for example, if they're trying to get some work done from an airport, if anyone on this call can remember back that far. <laughs> yeah, well, I think calls, normal calls are going to become a th thing of the past. Like I know if you look down the poly route, you've always talked about the desk phones and you would have seen that in, in your ranges when you go, go to conferences. Do you think desk phones are going to just fizzle out and is it going to be video phones or... Which way do you, do you see the the trend going? I see I see the trend. We 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 really do a lot of what we would call persona based research to try and identify what sort of work are people doing, where are they trying to do it, and what suits them, and let them choose the device that's fit for purpose. So yeah, we we see a continuation of our desk phone business of our conferencing phone business, headsets, soundbars. And, and our job really is, as I say, to make sure that they operate with all the platforms, but also that you get the same experience across the entire range of products. So that if you pick up a poly device, it should instantly feel 
familiar to you. You should instantly feel confident that the thing is going to power up. It's going I, to work. I totally and you agree understand. that with what you mentioned earlier, Paul, that I've used poly devices both in my private sector job and in public sector, but they are robust. You know, you can buy yourself a cheap 10 euro headset and plug it in as USB, but it doesn't give you the freedom of what you just mentioned, walking around, being able to use multiple devices if you wanted to walk away onto your phone. And the fact that, you know, these are, they are made to last. They might, you might spend more, but they are made to last. You talk there about soundbars. I guess soundbars is going to feature a lot there in CES. I'm, I'm guessing Polly has a present at, at virtual CES at the moment. We do, yeah. We've um, a, a range of soundbar products that we've brought to market. They've the since launch, they've been really, um, really successful, and we've seen uh, an uptake in terms of those products from a range of different types of resellers. So we're seeing that our partners in the AV video space um, have embraced these products, and equally we. We've seen a new class of partner who would have traditionally been in the IT uh, reseller space, looking at these soundbar products and bringing them to market and saying, you know what, I can I can provide video solutions to my end user customers as well. Now, I'm going back to traditional times of conference phone, extendable mics and array that might be put on the desk if you have a long a boardroom of 15 maybe 20 people it seems that again that i end of things has been taken away and people are going down more this route of can the soundbar or maybe two soundbars integrated capture the whole room environment do you see do you think it's going more that route or do you think people will still like like to see the physical microphone that even if it's wireless be able to move it a bit closer to you so you can you can hear i i think people are um getting more of more and more of an appreciation of the power of electronics and while in some sometimes it can be a little bit comforting to be able to point to a microphone and again there's always going to be instances where they're going to be fit for purpose but um our organization has done wizardry with um, electronics at this point in order to uh, produce cameras that can quickly pan to the correct person in the room, that can cover the entire room and, and can uh, pick up audio from wherever somebody is speaking. Yeah. Like we, we've gone away from the quite large barreled pan tilt zoom cameras into something that looks like the size of your webcam integrated into these sound bars and video bars <laughs> we can't call them a sound bar because they have video integration as well at times so sound and video bar um that can capture a wide angle view and pan or zoom in to quite an extent like some of the, some of these what, what what's what's probably your most powerful sound bar, sound and video bar that can capture um a boardroom i say the, the zoom is usually 12x is it or um i can't give you the specifics off the top of my head but we would have a what we call a studio product we have it then we have an x30 and then we have an, an x50 so okay um, well, with, uh, and, and again our 
organizations are going to pick the unit that's going to give them the audio, video that they want, and that they can get up and running as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And the other thing then that's becoming important to these organizations is how do I manage this thing? So therefore, Polly, can you give me the tools to manage this thing? Can you give me the tools to update the software on this device? If I decide to work with another platform, can I drop the app for that platform on my collaboration bar? Yeah, and and I I guess that that's that's the key thing. Like you you go well, I'm talking about the last time I was at ISC was two years ago, but you go around all the booths and sometimes they just say made for or partnered with x or y and i think back then it, it was really being sold as the last time i was there at ISE. skype for business we work for skype for business like the word skype in my head for a long time was a bad word because it's the, the amount of different over takeovers of skype you know and one not talking to the other skype for business you didn't you didn't talk to skype for a long time and now it just seems like the main thing is now Zoom. Zoom, 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 or for Microsoft Teams. It seems like those are the two main ones. You don't see people using the H323s or the SIPs anymore as much as can it integrate with a cloud system like Zoom or Teams. I think it's really going to be the way forward. Well, I think that really suits um, what our customers want to and our clients want to do with those soundbars because they effectively want to drop um, the correct app onto the collaboration bar so it works with that particular mm. platform. So, for example, we have clients who will say, I, I want to get that collaboration bar and I want it to be ready to go with um, Teams or Zoom or both or log me in, whatever the platform happens to be so they want to have the ability to say it'll work today with these two but if i change my strategy and i decide to drop one platform and bring in another or bring in a third i can drop that onto the soundbar as well so that i ability to upgrade in the field has been really key now, what i what i found um over the past few years in terms of the conversations that we're having now in almost every case people accept that the technology works. It's been around for a long time. Um, we've tested it to death. It works. The, the conversations now that people are more interested in having in, what about the human factors around this? How can I guarantee that this technology will be adopted? How will, it how will I guarantee that it will be used properly? How can I manage this device? How can I upgrade it to the field? You would you think at times that I say a majority of people that I know would have a USB headset that plugs into a USB slot on their computer. I say in the not so distant future, when USB-C becomes more popular, everyone's going to be, they, all of a sudden, it could be Apple, it could be <laughs> Microsoft, but I let's go with Apple because Apple like to change the ports on, on their computers a lot. All of a sudden, USB headsets could be a thing of the past if they changed their ports on this. So at least companies like yourself, like Polly, are thinking that get rid of the wire. We need to be wireless. We need to be able to move. And we need to have something that seamlessly just 
a different form of plug and play, uh, if if that makes sense, a virtual plug and play. Yeah, and 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 again, you're you're completely correct, Justin, in terms of how that market is opening up. I mean, there's always going to be a place, I think, for organizations that just simply like the idea of piece of wire and a plug-in and the, the comfort that that provides them. Yeah, but why going down that route, Paul? The, yes, there will always be the wire that for safety and comfort. And I actually will even say security because I know that if people would have them in those headsets in private and even public sector, if they were in buildings, it's okay. You could walk around, you could have that on your head. But if you take, talk, decide to talk to a friend, you could easily take your headset off and leave it on a desk. And then all of a sudden you've lost where you've left it. I'm sure that would happen from time to time. And people would even do that if they were at a meeting in a room and then the meeting ends or something like that. They leave it down or they leave it. In, at least with the wired effect, it's there. It's wired. You're not going to lose it. It's a, this is a really um, interesting conversation because what we have anecdotally what we're being told by our clients is that if the device that people are wearing for which is bought by the business typically for what we would call enterprise voice Mm. also supports media and other things that are, are and that could be business media or it could be personal media that if it supports more of that that people generally tend to take better care of it. So I I, I remember one particular uh, client was concerned that people would take these wireless devices and would end up wearing them on the dart on the way home to listen to media. Mm -hmm. And they decided that they were going to let their people in their organization do it. And there were very few losses of devices. People, we started, these things became what I'd call a companion device. And once you can use it in that way, people were taking as much care of them as they would be on with the phone themselves. And anyway, if you, if you do lost it, if you do lose it, we do actually have an app that will uh, you you can which um, you I can use you. to locate locate the device. So I, I I'm sorry I I had to get the plug in. But, uh, no, but like I I like I like the fact yeah. that and I was going to ask you that question. Does Polly have a search and locate? Like I, you know, once upon a time I worked for a very big financial firm in Dublin, and like it's it's I won't name the one, but it's in in my backdrop behind me. And, okay. and, and with that, you know, I could imagine like over eight floors that clients would in, in have left teens lying about. I could imagine their the IT department just going search and locate where is it on the seven floors of this building <laughs> like a little pinging device going beep 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 you know it's, it's great that 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 is there and i i totally agree with you when you give staff the responsibility and the leisure of being able to use this as a personal device that you could go off jogging you could use it in different ways shapes of forms that they do take better care of it than just using it as a business device that, okay, it's plugged into my laptop. I'm going to leave it there afterwards. Um, uh, you know, yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. On that. Yeah. And the other thing that I think has worked for very well for organizations in terms of adoption and acceptance of technology is organizations that have said to people, I mean, these are pretty personal devices 
and they've said to said to their folks, we believe that this is the correct advice for you. There are other ones, but take it and let us know if you have any uh, challenges around using it because there are other potentially other devices that you can use. And I think with that sort of consultative approach, people buy, uh, buy into the rollout of this technology a whole lot faster. Now we've talked about the private sector and um, vertical. We've talked about a bit about public sector, but do you see a new vertical coming on board, especially now when we're talking about Ireland, lockdown 3.0, schools closed for the second time. Do you think more primary or even, I know higher ed may, it's, it's always on that vertical that they will embrace these new technologies. They will have these type of, they need and need these type of boardrooms and lecture theatres that might have integrated poly systems. Do you think primary and secondary school are going to start thinking about, hold on a minute, maybe we do need to go down this blended learning approach and integrate systems like poly into primary and secondary school. Do you think that's going to happen in the future? I, I think it's, I think it will happen in the future. And I think you use the key term there, which is a blended approach. You'd never advocate it'll only ever be remote or only it's going to be a classroom. But we can see already some of the really innovative stuff that some of the educational establishment have done in order to keep people engaged. I mean, back in March of last year, the thoughts of trying to keep kids engaged in an educational environment remotely was not something that we'd ever thought about previously. And you can see how quickly all organizations have adapted in order to drive that mm. engagement. I mean, I, I see it at home in terms of how much more my son is engaged today, which was actually his first day back in school after Christmas compared to what he was like first time around, where it was much more challenging. Mm. Now, looking up, he had dad that he could just go into a bag of tricks and be able to pull out a headset or a camera. Like We have this problem both for parents and for teachers, where whether you try and get the teachers into an empty building and teach in a blended environment, or whether you give them the devices to work from home on laptop and like a headset that you're wearing. Um, do you th do you th do you think you're going to be approached more with people coming to Poly and saying, right, we want to get stuff put into our school that gives us this um, approach, maybe sound bars, video bars? I go back to the earlier point that I made, which is, yes, in terms of answer to your question, um, that they will look for this sort of technology. And what I said earlier, that the technology just works now, and that, that that's generally accepted. I think where the, the real innovation will come is, and I, I, I've been in a multiple situations in the past few months where I'm presenting to a large number of people but it feels and looks like I'm presenting to my webcam. Mm -hmm. And you therefore you don't get the reaction that you would normally get in a live environment. So we're finding now that presenters and teachers and lots of organizations are learning how to drive 
engagement for a remote audience. And then once you're getting that engagement, it becomes a much better experience for everybody, both people who are on the, if it's a teaching environment for pupils and for teachers, because you um, use the bit of an Irish expression, unless you're getting that feedback, it can feel like playing, and someone described it to me, feel like playing handball against a haystack. Yes. Was the expression that was used. So, so what, what, what secrets can you tell us uh, that's coming down the chain uh, for those that may not be attending the CES uh, virtually at the moment? What new toys is out on, on display at CES this year? Uh, until we announce them, Justin, you said it earlier. I would, with, without an NDA, we're, we're, a, we're a company that has been, we, we've constantly been innovating and expect us to continue to do it this year. I mean, since we designed and built the headset that Neil Armstrong wore on the moon, mm -hmm. that that ability to innovate has literally been in our DNA. And where you mention wireless headsets, and we're kind of thinking, actually, our our for one of our first wireless headsets was worn by Neil Armstrong and developed in an environment before transistor transistors had been invented. Yeah, you could you just just imagine how how that thing we've been determined as an organisation to keep that thinking alive within our organisation so that we can always stay at the leading edge of. If you if people want to get in touch or see the latest products, I'm guessing. Go onto the Poly website and and get in contact with you. I, I, like I guess you, it's, apart from not being able to um, to meet people physically, you're doing a lot of the show and tell virtually with with the new headsets. Very, I very, see. yeah, very much so, Justin. I mean, if um, I I started my career at Poly running the business here in Ireland, and I love hearing from our users and our resellers locally. So absolutely, it's paul.dunn with an E at poly.com. If people want to get in touch, I'd love to hear from them. And, well, Show and tell or a question. Yeah, well, I, I tell you, it's been great catching up with you, Paul. Um, I, I, I look forward to the day where we can actually physically meet again and be able to go through some products and be able to, to see, like, I guess, how many different types of bits and pieces have you got in in this little box bedroom of yours to to show um i now have probably one of everything because if i had to anything that i had two of was is now being used by one of our uh resellers or one of our partners Oh, you're going to pay your son <laughs> no doing his classes. no <laughs> <laughs> the most teched out student of the whole school. Uh, no, I, I, I can assure you that a um, any that I don't think any self-respecting teenager would go to their parents for advice on technology. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, we learn from them. You know, like I, I I'm still surprised that like um, one of the my neighbor's kids started talking about FPS the other day, and I was like. How do you know about FPS? And from them playing Fortnite, that they start talking about frames per second, and he was able to tell me all about frames per second. I said, 
Holy God, you should be actually... What, what's the youngest age that people can sit their CTS exam with a big... <laughs> and th- this kid, I have to say to all our listeners, is, le- is nine years of age. So that actually scares me what, what the future holds for some of these kids that know more about technology than the two of us together, Paul. That's all from episode 41 of the All Things Techie podcast. If you like the show and you would like to gar- grab yourself a sticker, let's see, can I get the green in the, in the sticker? Uh, no, no, it's on the green screen, but it's green, white and orange. It's the All Things Techie podcast sticker. Uh, there you go. It's sort of, no, it won't It won't show up. Uh, if you want to get your hands on a sticker, please get in contact. Either by tweet, by all AV Tech Junkies is our tweet. You can uh, Twitter handle uh, the show or you can also send me a tweet at Justin or Dawson or visit our website www.allthingstech.ie I am also in the AV Nation Reader's Choice Awards for 2020 for AV Professional of the Year. I'm a finalist against Chris Nito. I really 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 would appreciate your votes because I think Chris is going to hammer me in the finals because he's an absolute legend of the AV uh, world so but who knows it could be like round two of david and goliath and goliath's family uh because that's the way it is with chris knowing so many people in the av industry that are probably going to vote for him but fingers crossed fingers crossed please vote for me over there uh, the link is on the screen now and also in our um in our show notes Stay tuned, we have a great programme in episode 42 of the All Things Techie podcast. We're going to be talking about Zoom and education, especially when we're educating all our little ones from home. On the screen now, you will see ways that you can watch previous episodes and you can also visit our website, official website, www.allthingstech.ie and we're also on YouTube.